0: Are we prepared for extreme temperatures ahead? Hello and welcome to Yumi and the Economy. India Meteorological Department has issued a heatwave warning for several states. The Delhi government has brought out guidelines for schools and other institutions. Similarly, the Bengal government has advanced the summer vacations for schools in the wake of the rising heat. Additionally, IMD has also predicted a 70% probability of El Nino during the months of June, July and August. El Nino is a climate phenomenon when the surface water of the Pacific Ocean warms up unusually. It could result in a rainfall deficit and drought in several countries, including India. This certainly raises concerns about the impacts it could have on sectors like agriculture and the resulting inflation due to the demand supply gap, along with the possible rise in malnutrition and the situation of the general economy. This has happened before. From the year 2001 up to 2020 India has experienced 7 El Nino years 4 out of them leading to a drought is climate change behind all this last year too we saw temperatures in march rise to the highest in a hundred years this was followed by scalding heat waves year after year there is a growing evidence that a sustained transformation in the weather patterns is taking place because of climate change these effects have been felt all over the world. At present, several regions in Maharashtra, Telangana, Madhya Pradesh and Orissa have already experienced temperatures of 40 to 42 degrees Celsius. The World Bank came out with a report last year that predicted a rise in heat waves in India that could break the human survivability limit. This is not the time to sit and watch. What are our plans? Apart from the actual threat of human survivability, heat waves can also create conditions of drought impacting crop production. And in some places, it results in flooding because the dry soil cannot absorb the rainfall. The rising heat also puts extra pressure on our fossil fuel consumption and production. In terms of human labour, the impacts could be devastating. The same World Bank report titled Climate Investment Opportunities in India's Cooling Sector also said that India could suffer a loss in its GDP to the tune of 2.5% to 4.5% by 2030 from only lost labour hours due to extreme heat and humidity conditions. More than half of our population depends on agriculture for their subsistence. The rising heat also means less production coupled with the loss of jobs. The heat waves aren't going to just affect crop production, but the production of fruits, vegetables and animal products. This in turn would naturally lead to inflation. What we need immediately is pumping money into social welfare schemes that would give direct relief to a majority of people. Think of Narega, the funds for which were cut down drastically in this year's budget. When agriculture production drops, people would seek jobs elsewhere. And in such a situation, Narega would be a lifeline for lakhs of people in villages. Similarly, Narega-like scheme needs to be extended to urban areas guaranteeing a minimum number of workdays for the urban poor. So ideally, the number of days in Narega should have been increased, so that people get at least something to survive the harsh summers. Instead, the government went for budget cuts and a compulsory digital attendance system, which is making people lose their days and wages. The ongoing Narega workers' protest in the capital is a testimony to the fact of how inadequate these measures are. We need a people-centric strategy to battle these heat waves and not just for this summer. We need to invest in a long-term strategy to mitigate the adverse effects of climate change that India is bound to be facing. Thank you for listening to this podcast. My name is Kavita Kabir, and you were listening to You, Me and the Economy. For more information and analysis, check out our website www.cenfa.org and keep listening to Yumi Me and the Economy.